0: Welcome back to Beyond Well. I'm Sheila Hamilton, and it is Mental Health Awareness Month. This is a time when we can really dig into what we already know about good mental health hygiene and what we all still have to learn. All this month, we're going to be revisiting some of our more musical episodes. We've been blessed with visits, performances, and insights from artists and guests who have made music an integral part of their mental health journeys. As you know, creative people have a high propensity for mental health challenges, and they also work with their creativity and music and writing to make sure that their mental health stays intact. I hope you enjoy these conversations with incredible artists, and we're so, so grateful To our partners at Active Recovery TMS, Active Recovery TMS is your choice for TMS in the Pacific Northwest. And with so many locations and neighborhoods, there's no reason that you can't start feeling better today, especially if you're a person who has treatment-resistant depression or treatment-resistant OCD. Active Recovery TMS is something you should definitely check out. Dr. Pritham Raj has also started offering psychotherapy at two of his locations, and he is really one of the most incredible, nuanced, skilled, and compassionate doctors that I have ever met. I think you'll love meeting the team at Active Recovery TMS. And now, from the Beyond Well Archive, May, Mental Health and Music Month. This show was recorded and released in the early days of the pandemic lockdown. It's interesting to hear how we're all still trying to adjust From two years and a lifetime ago, a show that released in May of 2020. Welcome back to Beyond Well. I'm Sheila Hamilton, and this week I have such a special guest, and I'm an enormous fan and just really appreciate the work of Portugal, the man, and Zach Brothers is with us today. Zach, it is so good to see you in a cozy quarantine mode.
1: Oh, yeah. I got dude get all my hoodies and, and sweatpants. I'm actually bummed. This is the first Zoom call I think I've ever done in regular pants. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I know most of us don't even know where our pants are right now. We haven't really needed them for the last two months, almost three now.
1: I know. I've been wanting to start a podcast just doing, just like making people like, all right, I see you got buttons on your shirt. Stand up and let's, see what, let's, see
0: how let's do it together. It would yeah. be a hit. It would be know, such right? a hit. They let's wouldn't know why we were talking to them. And then suddenly we'd be like, now stand up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so good. Interview would be over, be short, it'd be perfect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: I wanted to talk about how you've been spending your quarantine because I think it's one of the, the major underpinnings of how people are doing with their mental health is how they've been spending their time. So, what have you been up to?
1: Uh, I've been reading a lot. I've actually been focusing on my mental health quite a bit. That's been it's been really amazing. I tend to look at the bright side of things, and there's a lot of there's a lot of scary stuff going on. I'm absolutely worried about uh, the economy of the world, um, everybody's jobs, everybody's health and safety. But I'm I'm tend to be a guy that looks on the bright side. And I I mean, being in a touring band, I haven't spent this much time at home since I was a kid, and so I'm. I'm really, uh, kind of focusing on all the things that I have around me and that maybe sometimes I take for granted. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's pretty nice. Actually, I've been reading just kind of, uh, you know, playing music just for fun, like no reason whatsoever.
0: I also heard that you took a very big step of homeownership.
1: I did today. Uh, it's been, I've been trying to forever. Yeah, it's a little scary in these times, but, uh, for those who don't know, we rescheduled this call because everything's been pushed back. So I didn't know exactly when I was closing. There's like, "Look, it'll just—we're just going to do a call, send in the money, then like come get the keys." And that happened today. Yeah. And I was like getting all ready, and I was like, "Oh, I should probably check my calendar." And I was like, "Dang it, I have a pod—I have a podcast <laughs> to do." And I was like, it being mental health and stuff like that. I was like, "Hey, you know what? Normally I would have like called and like—I re- was like, you know what? This is kind of a big deal for me. I had Ashley call. I was like." Yeah, do you mind if we just push it back a couple hours because it's kind of a big thing and uh, yeah,
0: it's, yeah it's sort of like lifetime changing are you kidding yeah, yeah, it's, yeah.
1: it's a beautiful fixer it is a it's, it's gonna take a while but uh it's it's on a river it's out of That's town gorgeous. Can walk out my my backyard and uh and fish right there and so and then our singer just got a house up the river about a mile. So, so wonderful. We built a studio in there. So that's where I could work every day. So in theory, like I'll just be like taking a canoe back and forth to work. And that's uh, that's my idea of a pretty good pretty good time.
0: Do you know what what's so interesting, um, Zach, is, the, is that the more you talk about how important it is for you to get focused on your mental health and sort of deep study into how to be well, it's like... Finding the place where you can do that is so yeah. huge. And in many ways, you've kind of recreated Wasilla, you exactly. know, with that's that beautiful access to outdoors and the ability to be close to nature. It's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's,
1: that's what I always try to do is I, I think of a time where you just felt whole. And for me, I've had a I've had several times in my life where I felt like that. And you're always kind of looking for balance, and it's weird in this time I feel much more connected with myself and with home, but I feel a little disconnected from work. And so it's like, it's always a balance, but for so long I've always been gone or working. I haven't had to be home. Like I'm, we're all taking advantage of this It's getting a little weird and like, cause we're supposed to be creating and writing too, but yeah, but it's like, I think it's a really special time and you can really set good intentions for how you want to walk back out into the world because we don't have to go back to the old normal.
0: I was really hoping that you could expand on that because I actually think that people who are hoping for things to return to normal are going to be sorely disappointed. There, There's no way for at least a couple of years that we can do that. And yeah. so like, how do you envision this new normal for yourself?
1: I'm excited. I think it's going to be much more intentional. Um, I, for one, and I know a lot of people, you just kind of get up in the bullshit and you do a lot of things out of obligation you're always running errands you don't really want to uh or things you're just like kind of busy running all over town doing stuff and now when you when you just are forced to kind of get out of that race out of that samsara or whatever it's kind of you get to kind of realize what you miss and what you don't miss i found i was like i was doing so many things and like and and spending unbelievable amounts of money on things that like now I'm just like I haven't done it in a couple of months I'm like I don't miss it all
0: right and yeah
1: we do all the time it's like eating out I was just constantly yeah and I like that's something we've always done and like a home cooked meal has always been way more special than eating out we get to eat really well all over the world yeah so nothing is better to me than just a meal cooked at home and now it's like awesome nothing fancy and it's it's funny my gal is all uh she's being kind of uninspired. Like sometimes she'll get lazy and, you know, just, and I'm like, like, dude, that's my favorite stuff. Cause I
0: haven't gotten that. I'm
1: tired. And like, if I, if we don't feel like that, you're just like, Oh, it's just like, you know, baked potato. and spaghetti. Yeah, just like, you're
0: said, like yeah. Awesome. Oh my God.
1: I'm like, I'm into it. So I've been having a
0: blast. That's so awesome. And yeah. I
1: think when we go back, you know, we're going to be more intentional. There's people that, I'm supposed to meet up with, but I don't really feel like, like, nah, I'm just like, I'm going to go meet up with the people that I want to see. I'm going to go watch movies that I want to watch. I'm going to go to concerts that I really want to see. You know, all this stuff like doctor's appointments and things. So many times we have to drive far away and wait forever for them to just talk to you. And now we're doing like those virtual visits. I
0: mean, yeah. Technology's actually coming through for once in a really, really like solid way.
1: Yeah. Like actually connecting people and doing some good. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, same. Yeah, my my phone isn't such a drag. I used to I know I'm now I'm back to like looking at my phone, even stuff as things like Instagram, which I generally haven't been liking a long time. I'm like, it's now actually adding something to my life instead uh-huh. of taking away from yeah. it. And uh yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. So good.
0: You sound like you're in such a good place. So um do you feel pressure to do the music side of it or can you take a little break for a while?
1: Um, a little bit of both. I mean, we feel pressured, but it's we're kind of on pause for many levels because we don't know what kind of world we're going out to. Mm. And, you know, if we just finish this album and put it out, it's not like we can work it in a normal way, you know, just like go to radio shows and like have meet and greets and concerts. And it's going to be different. No like doubt. Music isn't different, but how we work it. And every time we write a song, you have to think about like where it's going to be played and why. And we take all that into consideration. It's, it's unnerving and you don't totally know what to write about because like, we're in weird thing. So true.
0: Yeah. And have you noticed kind of the spade of the first um quarantine songs coming out? You're a little like, oh, I don't I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure.
1: It's, yeah, it's a little it's a little weird. And uh yeah, we're and we're yeah, we're doing that kind of stuff. And you know, we're <laughs> we're no we're kind of built for this. Like we're from Alaska. We've been, yeah. been starving artists for most of our lives and so Oh, just sit in a dark room and play music, and like you can't go anywhere or spend any money. I'm like, I'm.
0: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we, we know I'm how to do gamer.
1: that. <laughs> yeah, so good. Gamer.
0: I I want to talk a little bit about the incredible work you guys are doing with your foundation. So t- talk with me first of all about the type of things that you guys are really passionate about, and thank God, mental health is one one of them. I'm really excited that you guys care about this issue.
1: We do, and to be and and this is one thing, like major thing with our foundation and our activism. I want to take away, there's like a lot of pretension in it sometimes. And uh, when, when you're doing good things and it's like the, I know more than you or I'm better with you and stuff like that. Like we're not necessarily good people by any means. And like when it comes to us caring about mental health, like we're all a bunch of complete psychopaths. Like we are not, (laughs) we are not mentally healthy in any sense of the word, but I'm actually for once like focusing on it. Right. Um, But yeah, we've started a foundation centered on building resilience and communities of indigenous peoples all over the world, Mm -hmm. and we focus on a lot of subjects, one of them being mental health for sure, but looking through that indigenous lens.
0: Yeah, and particularly that lens is so um, critical right now when COVID-19 is impacting indigenous peoples so much more um, than other populations. So how are you... Um, able to do the work or at least continue the advocacy when it's crisis mode for so many of those people?
1: Uh, yeah, it's like, luckily, there's there's a few people that are at least getting a lot of coverage. There are a lot of organizations out there. And a lot of what we do is just allocate resources and just take what we can do when people have resources or have a good program that's already set there on the ground in whatever specific community that we're talking to. We can just vet them, fund them through grants and do things that we couldn't do before. We've, we've been into so long cool. time, but it's only specifically been like the members of the band and our management. Now we've got advisors we're getting a whole like network set up and it's really awesome because we're not very organized or smart. We want to do good things but you know we can only do so much and like I said, we're what idiots kind of
0: music you make. I don't really put them in the category ever of idiots or not smart. Um, you gave 20 well, different
1: this way to the end of the podcast, you'll know. <laughs>
0: You gave 20 different grants in support of COVID-19 relief in these indigenous peoples. And I am wondering if you can talk specifically about like, what are the issues that they're facing that are completely different than the people of downtown Portland may be facing right now?
1: Well, it's just, uh, you know, it's resources, a lot of it. Once again, it comes back to, you know, bringing up some old things about how this disease travels. And once again, it's just uh, like smallpox did a long time. It's a very unfortunate thing. And when it comes to the specifics of this disease, how easy it is to transfer, it's just very contagious. Mm. And our cleanliness is a big problem. But on a lot of parts where they live on certain reservations or in villages, the people live very close to each other. Family means a lot. And it's not always out right. of you know, just space, but family means a lot. It's, it's not weird to eat with several different generations at the same table but some places are pretty rough and like running water is difficult. Clean water is difficult and also ridiculous because that is like clearly been a huge part of their way of life. And the fact that the things that, you know, industry oil specifically, but a lot of these pollutants, depending on the nature, there's, there's so many loopholes that go into this when you get into like um, recognized tribes and there's so many things. And so when it comes to allocating resources from, let's say, the government or anything like that, or to your state's, there's just so many weird things that go on, and a lot of times it will bend the rules to make it better or worse, whether they're um, their sovereignty or something like that. It's just it's it's really crappy.
0: Yeah, yeah, crappy is exactly the right word to describe that. I'm so glad you're raising awareness about it, Zach, because I just don't yeah. feel like there is enough people who have made um, this such important part of our history, and especially our our knowledge of who we are as people to be their focus so thank you for doing it it's really incredible The last time i saw you guys live you did a land acknowledgement and you talked to people about what that is and why you do it
1: yeah yeah that's actually how it started um we got the idea from our photographer uh mcclay harriet who's australian and was one of our best friends in the world we're down there and we've always been you know we grew up very close with the native alaskans and we've always just um always had friends up there and as we went around the world we just kind of noticed how how different it was and how hard to see and we were um and we were, we we're always kind of like talking about like representing, you know, the land, like recognizing that it's stolen land, it's been colonized, and just learning something about it. You know, the first step to any problem is acknowledgement. You know, I don't know what to do right. as far as like all the, you know, writing all the wrongs. But I just, you know, the first step is acknowledging that there's there's some shit going on. And so we were in Australia and our, uh, um, our buddy brought up this uh, the system they have there called Welcome to Country which is, um, it's awesome. And it's, and it's something that the, the Aboriginal tribes have been using for a long time. It's just basic manners, which is what we do. It's just when you go into somebody's territory, you ask ahead of time if you can come in. Right. That's it. And so they, but they have a very um, organized system. They have a website and they have a fee. You just kind of ask, tell them what you're doing, what you're planning to do and ask permission. And if so, like you, uh, you make a donation or you pay, and a representative from the local tribe comes out there and we got to, we got to meet with some amazing people and talk for two or three hours. Oh my
0: God, how cool. And,
1: and then they, and then just formally ask if we can play a show there and then come on stage. And it's a really unique learning experience for us and all the people in the crowd to just, mm. I mean, we just pass the mic. And so, uh, but we'd love to learn about the place that we're on and the people that have been taking care of it forever. And so we kind of brought that system back home and there wasn't like a nationally like kind of organized system. So we had to kind of make our own with the help of a lot of friends and that's what this all turned into. But it is really cool because everywhere we go, we get to meet so many people and it's just a, um, it's a blast. Like- but,
0: and it's so beautiful. It's such a stunning way to begin the concert, you know, like asking people to actually praise the land they're standing on, to know where it came from, to know who was here. I mean, it was really chilling and beautiful. So um, for young people who wanna learn more about like supporting that effort, Finding out more about what you're doing. What can they do, Zach?
1: Um, we'll be uh, we'll be launching some stuff pretty soon. We'll be getting the word out fairly quickly. But PTM Foundation is what we're doing. We will have a lot of information where if you want to dig deep about what we do about doing well, or you just want to learn about the the place that you live, we'll uh, we'll have some resources for that. There there are a lot right now, but yeah, I think just kind of digging in and looking up the the place that that you're living and yeah, learn about it. It's it's, uh, it's fascinating stuff. And, and that's what's cool is like, we've just made so many friends. We've learned so much. It's not a charity. I mean, we do, you know, it's a nonprofit, but it's not like, it's, it's just like the connection with the land. And one of the reasons like there's no, it's, it's a partnership. We get to learn so much from each other and just share resources, but we just found good people to do it with. And so it's been, it's been really, really amazing. And I've just learned so much and it's making me kind of connect with a lot of my things too. I was just having a talk with one of uh, one of the guys named Sachem Hawkstorm, who's um, just a complete and total badass. And we were on the phone the other day and it kind of was funny. You know, I, I he, we started talking about just like past traumas, generational traumas and things that we hold in us from our ancestors and stuff. And I think, you know, I was very disconnected from where I came from. I think most people are, especially as Americans, we don't have everybody's from somewhere else that's right and so he was asking me you know we're talking about that kind of stuff and we fight and we go out there to, and we talk to you know native youth about keeping their language alive keeping that and he was talking to me he's like you know know, where are you from and actually my family like takes that stuff very seriously i'm like oh you know scottish highlands and ireland and uh, my mom's like you know Czech. and i we ours goes back pretty far and then we started talking about that whole revolution and he's like like connect with that and i and i realize he's like do you know any of your do you know any gaelic i'm like no I'm like that's messed up right, i can say right. thank you in like <laughs> 20 languages and i can't i don't know like the yeah. my family came from it's ridiculous yeah that's that's one of those things it's like in learning about all this like learn about yourself and it's everything's just all about connection yeah Art, food spirituality. Everything is, is all friendship. Everything is all about that. And so, I wonder been, if you uh,
0: thought about how COVID in some ways has actually um, amplified that awareness. Like, you know, you just can't go out there and sort of live for yourself anymore. If you do, it's going to have profound implications on other people. And I think dovetailing with all of the work that you do with Indigenous peoples, it feels to me like this is a big learning moment for people to really get clear on, look at the planet. we really do have to take care of one another or maybe we all go away
1: really we do and yeah we got to we got to move forward in a in a better direction and you know sadly having a common enemy has done that mm-hmm. forever you know we have a common enemy right now and sometimes it takes something terrible like that to to do there's always um it's always darkest before the dawn kind of thing yeah and so you never know where we are in that situation, but I doubt it's getting any better unless we do something. And that's the whole point. And this is an awakening to check in on people. And it makes you think about what damage you're causing just by being, just Mm -hmm. by going outside, not worrying about yourself. You know, it's um, people, you know, wearing a mask and there's, and people look to you and, you know, some of those are like, oh, I heard they don't really do that much anyway. I'm like, well, it's not for me. It's for you. You know, it's uh,
0: a. <laughs> yeah. Would you like me to do something for you or not? <laughs> exactly. It's like, I know. Like, I know. But coming out of my mouth, I'm just like. Totally. Yeah. So, Zach, um, there's this wonderful um, meme challenge that's going around uh, with Mental Health America and some other where they, they ask people, like, tell me how you're doing, really. Do you Are you pretty open with people about, you know, this is a really good day or no, I'm, I'm actually not doing very well. How are you when people ask you how you're doing, really?
1: I don't normally say the truth. I don't necessarily hide it anymore like i'll tell my immediate people around but honestly it kind of depends on how much time i have and that's what's nice it's like so many times when i don't tell the truth it's literally because i don't have time to get into it and uh but i learned that a long time ago i'd I'd rather have the truth i used to used to work in a pizza place and i was like a cashier and i'm a friendly you know fairly charming guy like i i'm a chit-chatter like i I will chit chat like you don't believe yeah. I love talking to strangers. And, uh, and yeah, this woman, I just was like, Hey, how you doing today? And it's like, good, good. Actually terrible. And he's like, when this whole <laughs> thing, I'm like, lady, I don't have time but, I, but I love that you just went out and said that because that's, that's cool. And I want to be, I want to be more open. I want to be more real. That's mm-hmm. what I'm kind of going for. It's just like real Yeah, good. mental health and all stuff. A lot of people are watching shows. I still don't watch that much TV, but I've been I've been watching it more lately. Obviously, The Sopranos. I never watched it when it came out. How big was that for like mental health awareness?
0: I know, yeah, I know. a lot of the writers. A lot of the writers had um, mental illness in their families, and it's one of the reasons that that was such a, a profound show. I mean, not only for like the depiction of alzheimer's with tony's yeah. mom and mental illness with the wives it was like wow it was so well done and for tony himself to take yeah. that on i know yeah. it's really it's, really yeah. one of the first yeah and
1: i don't think i would have realized that watching it back when it came out but just now learning it watching it now i didn't realize so i was talking to somebody on the phone the other day i was like Oh man, the Sopranos was crazy for its time.
0: So, so advanced, right? So completely yeah, it's advanced. It's like so, so many
1: people, I grew up in Alaska where, you know, you don't go to see a doctor unless there's bones sticking out of your arm, right? You know, that whole thing. But try to know yourself. That's what sent me into like a weird, I had a whole breakdown and I just realized I didn't really know myself. I wasn't cool. Like out of everything, like one thing you should know is yourself. And often that's the hardest thing to know, I think.
0: You know, um, so many times, and, and I've talked with a lot of people who have recovered from what, you know, is pathologized as psychosis or a break from reality. But in the case of COVID, it's almost like reality broke from us. And if there was ever a time to sort of like pause and think, how am I going to respond to this? Who am I going to be during this trauma? Yeah. now because reality broke from all of us totally simultaneously i find that to be just like one of the most fascinating thoughts there is you know no,
1: absolutely that's that's wild i agree with that that's and i think that's so awesome that you're taking a, the positive away from it too and i feel bad being honest because i know how privileged i am to have a house and to have like a place where I, and to be able to be quarantined right now and i can buy a bunch of canned food and I can be okay. I've lived most of my life being just unbelievably broke. And I know how if this happened, you know, 10 years ago, it'd be so much harder 10 years before that. Forget about it. Yeah, but I mean, I always, I always got by. So I know how it, how it seems. And I feel very fortunate to be able to take good things out of it. And I got a lot of thoughts for the people that aren't, but that's part of the point. It's like help other people too. You know, you see somebody mm-hmm. next door struggling, be safe, but you know, check in, help people out. And I think that we're really going to kind of do that. I think hopefully we come out of this, a little better than we went in.
0: I want you to talk to a young fan who is in that situation right now, Zach, whose parents might have lost their jobs and he's worried about his future and whether or not it's going to mean anything to get an education. What kind of solace, if any, would you provide for your fans?
1: Uh, I would just say that remember that this is one of the few times that you can actually say that we're making our own future. And we get to decide how we go back out into the world and everything that you do matters. And it is scary. And honestly, we don't know where we're going, but I think that there's something good in surrendering to that and just making the absolute best of it. I think um, get in touch with yourself and figure out, you know, I think this is a, is a really amazing time to be creative in all ways and like, in artistic ways, but also just um, being inventive and coming up with new ways because we can't just go out and do the things that we're just supposed to do. You know, it's, it's not going to make sense anymore. And so we got to come up with new ideas on how to survive. And we will. We're going to. There's no question about that. It's a really kind of beautiful thing to do that and to change, you know, a lot of things that I don't know how long it'll take to get back to normal, but maybe this will kind of equalize some of the assets and everything. Like look at gas prices and stuff. And I've got, you know, I've got a lot of issues with that, but you got to remember, especially when you're feeling, especially with a government that isn't giving as much help or information as they we'd like them to be. You got to recognize how much power you have as the consumer, as the people You know, everybody's always talking, about big oil and big gasoline run the world. Look what happens real goddamn when people stop buying it.
0: No kidding. They don't have the
1: power anymore. And so maybe it's going to be, and somebody will always have that and somebody will always like turn it into evil. Whoever has the technologies for, you know, solar fields or whatever, they're going to be the ones lobbying politicians in DC and stuff. So you got to think about that, like recognize your own power. You've got a lot of it. A lot of people think, you know, what can just one person do? But love what was it, Gandhi or uh, the Dalai Lama, I think, like, You ever think you're too small to make a difference? Try sleeping Mm -hmm. with a mosquito. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that is so true. And, you know, just as a side note, think about where your music came from. It didn't come out of of a place of great riches or people giving you incredible opportunity. It came out of a place of being quiet and creative and creating what you thought you could. which I just I I find the beginnings of Portugal the man just so beautiful as a analogy for young people today you don't need a lot you need your ambition and your creativity and your willingness to believe in yourself you know Zach it was so cool to talk to you anything else you want to add before we sign off
1: no, just uh, just take care of yourself, uh, take care of your loved ones, check in on everybody, and we got this.
0: Thank you, Zach. It's so good to talk with you. Thanks again. And uh, if you want to find out more about the work of the foundation, go to PTM Foundation. And that was the show. Thanks for your support of Beyond Well. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and spread the word to your friends. If you want to reach me individually, you can always reach out at sheila at Beyond well Media. I hope you make it a great day.
1: FORA Health is a nonprofit alcohol and drug treatment center in Portland, Oregon that has been helping youth, adults, and families for nearly 50 years. They offer compassionate, comprehensive, and affordable care for everyone, regardless of background, orientation, or ability to pay. FORA recently opened a new state of the art campus in Portland's Southeast Gateway District, and the entire campus is healing and supportive. You can find out more about their full array of evidence-based therapies for drug and alcohol treatment at www.forahealth.org. If you or a loved one needs support, there are many options and personalized approaches to care. Reach out to Fora Health at 503-535-1151 or see the show notes for more details.